Our story begins in Austin, Texas, a colorful, liberal, having rights smack in the middle of red country, Texas. As the live music capital of the world, there's always something new and exciting going on. Eric, on the other hand, isn't exciting. He works as a salesman for a small green energy company. He's as mediocre of a worker as it gets, never moved up or moved down. As a matter of fact, Eric didn't even know what green energy was when he first applied for the job. All he knew was he had to get out of his hometown. He was a black sheep of the family, the only one that didn't dream of becoming a farmer or an oil man. Once he had left, it was for good. Eric was content with the bare minimum, eight to five workdays and a simple one bedroom apartment. That all changed though, when his boss called him into his office for a talk. Eric was working meticulously at his desk on a crossword puzzle. Seven across, seven across. Hey Eric, could I see you in here for a second? Yeah, sure, what's up? You've been here for what, three years now? Yep, crap, is this guy about to fire me? I think it's time you went on a business trip. Oh, I don't. It's in Monahans, Texas. Oh, it's a one-horse town and the horse is dead. Actually, sir, that's where I'm from. Oh, um, well then, even better. What exactly will I be doing? We're thinking of expanding there. Apparently that crap town has a lot of potential for solar panels. I want you to collect some data for us and talk to locals. Ask if there's an interest in clean energy alternatives or if they even know what that is. Even better now that you're from there. So what do you say? Mmm, I guess I could do that. Want me to keep the motel reservations I've got for you? Or can you save us a cash and stay with family? I guess I can call up my brother and stay with him. Although I haven't talked to him in a few years. You fly out to Midland tomorrow. Then you can catch a cab the rest of the way. Eric took a deep breath and called his brother Jeff. The phone rang four times before the voicemail picked up. Hey Jeff, it's me, Eric. Listen, um, I'm gonna be in Monahans tomorrow. I was wondering if I could maybe stay at your place. Anyways, it's super short notice so I get it if you can't. So yeah, just let me know. Only a few minutes later, Eric's phone lit up. It was a text from his brother. Moved away a few years back. You can stay in my rental there. We'll have the neighbors leave the key under the mat. The flight from Austin to Midland was short and bumpy. The airplane was a small one, the kind that the stewardess would look at you funny if you ask for a ginger ale. The seat next to Eric was empty, thankfully. He put his headphones in and let sleep take him over. Once the flight landed, Eric lugged his duffel bag through the outdated airport. He held a cab and gave the driver the directions. Monahans, please. What brings you to Monahans? That's where I'm from. I haven't been back in years, though. A lot has changed in the last few years. You know, I grew up in Monahans. Eric pretended he had headphones in. He wasn't about to spend the next hour chit-chatting. The rest of the ride was silent, except for the hum of the road and other cars zipping by. Hundreds of oil rigs moved in sync like birds craning their necks. They approached a road sign that read, You're now entering Monahans, Texas. Population 6,000. They turned onto Dove Road and approached a long ranch-style home. The oak tree shaded the yard, which was mostly overgrown with weeds. The front porch was full of dirt and dried leaves. 
It looked like someone had left there and never looked back. This is good right here, thanks. You be safe now. Eric immediately felt beads of sweat drip down his face and back. He had forgotten just how oppressive the heat was in the middle of nowhere. As promised, he found the key under the mat and entered the house. Beams of light shined through the shutters and illuminated the dust hanging in the stale air. There was no furniture aside from a floor lamp and an empty TV cabinet. He walked to the back of the house and found a room with a bed. It smelled musty like the back of a closet. Clearly, no one had lived there in years. Eric tossed his duffel bag onto the bed and a cloud of dirt exploded into the air. As he unpacked the few polo shirts he owned, his phone rang. Hey, Mom. You come into town and I have to hear about it from a neighbor? What is this? It's just for business, Mom. I didn't think you have time to see me. You know I'll always make time for you. Come over for dinner. I insist. Eric found an old bike in the backyard that would be his main source of transportation. He pumped some air into its tires and rode over to his mom's house. Nothing had changed since he had last visited. Everything was exactly the same, just older and more dated. His childhood bedroom had since been converted into a meager home gym with a few dumbbells and a yoga mat. Eric's mom had remarried after Eric left for college. He didn't know what to think of the guy, but he was nice enough. The two lived blissfully in retirement on a two-acre plot of land with chickens and a yappy border collie. You still like those crossword puzzles? You know, when you were little, you used to run out to the curb just to get the newspaper. I do one every now and then. Well, I've got a few issues of the newspaper in the bin if you want to take a crack at them. Thanks. I'll be sure to take them with me. So Eric, what kind of work sends someone to Monahan's? Your mom said something about energy. Is it oil? No, actually, the opposite. Green energy. I've got to collect data, do some surveys, that sort of thing. You know who you ought to ask? The bar down on Main Street. I swear that thing is open 24-7, 365. I'll bet they could use some of that blue energy. It's green, Mom, and I'm not sure if our company wants to cater to some old bar. The next day, Eric headed to the bar on Main Street. Admittedly, his mom was right. A bar was a great place to start surveys. And if all else failed, at least he could get a drink. The old Pokey Saloon was as stereotypical as it sounds. Right next to City Hall, it used to be a saloon back in the wild, wild west days. The big wooden sign out front had a drunken cowboy shooting at an Indian. Nice and racist. The main entrance was a double wooden swinging door that hit you on the way in. It was only noon, but the bar was already alive with regulars. The floor was sticky and the neon beer signs buzzed loudly. The bartender wiped up a tattered rag across the bar and approached Eric. Can I get you something, sweetheart? No thanks. I'm good. What you got there? Eric could feel the other patrons staring at him and his clipboard. Suddenly, he felt like a piece of meat in a lion's den. He left, letting the door hit him on the way out. He spent the rest of the afternoon biking around town, visiting his old high school and the old arcade that was now a trendy retro bookstore. He biked down to the quarry he and his brother used to throw things down as kids. It was no longer in operation, but he had plenty of memories from their summers when they were up to no good. As the sun began to set, Eric figured he'd give the bar another try, this time without his clipboard. Randy Travis blared from the crackling speakers. Glasses clinked, pool balls clacked, 
and cowboys in their full getup laughed boisterously. Eric found a seat at the end of the bar as far out of sight as possible. Excuse me, bartender. Excuse me. Two whiskeys. You got it. Are you a whiskey kind of guy? Uh, sure. Whiskey's fine. Yeah. You come here often? I'm new to the area, but this is the only place in this town with some sort of a heartbeat. Two whiskeys. Here you go. Ooh, that's strong. Psst, this ain't even the real stuff. I guess I'm not a whiskey kind of guy then. Don't let any of these guys see you. They eat wimps like you for breakfast. Right, thanks for the heads up. Are you from around here? Oh God, no. Hey, 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 I grew up here. It's not all that bad. You son of a bitch! Just then, a glass shattered against the wall. A fight broke out between two patrons. They punched, spit, and kicked before the owner managed to corral them out. Okay, I guess it really is that bad then. Eric turned back around to the friendly woman, but she was gone before he could even get her name. Eric went back to the dusty house that night and all he could think about was the woman from the bar. She had unmistakable blue eyes and jet black hair quite like the looker, that's for sure. He plopped down the bed and realized he hadn't done a lick of work all day. He looked at the blank survey forms and figured he'd knock out a few tomorrow. Eric spent the next two days at the bar, hoping the blue-eyed girl would come waltzing in again. He talked to the strangers that shuffled in and out, offering to buy them a drink in exchange for a few questions. Finally, he recognized someone he knew. A childhood friend. They had spent their summers biking around town, hanging out by the quarry, and sneaking beers out of their parents' coolers. Hey man, how's it going? Where have you been? Long time no see. I actually live in Austin now. Austin? What are you, a liberal hippie? I just do my own thing. You know, lay low. I'm here on business for a few days. Business? Big shot businessman. It's just this survey thing I've got to do. I swear, most of these people think I'm trying to take their guns or raise their taxes. Wait, you're not going to do that, are you? (laughs) One afternoon, Eric set up shop in the subway, the only place with free Wi-Fi. He entered survey responses into his laptop as quickly as possible before the spotty internet cut out. Out of the corner of his eye, He spotted the blue-eyed girl walking into the old pokey across the street. He was about to sprint after her when his boss called. Eric, what the hell is going on down there? Excuse me? I sent you out there to do work and get some community feedback, not jerk off and get drunk in a bar all day. With all due respect, I'm not jerking off at some bar and actually I'm entering the feedback as we speak. The internet here isn't that great, you know. Well, listen, I'm going to have to keep you out there for a few days longer. Why? We need some more info. I'm emailing you the new forms we need filled out by local business owners. And put the bottle down. Where'd his boss get off thinking he was a drunkard? And how'd he know he spent the past few days at the bar? It wasn't like he was even drinking all that much. Hell, even that whiskey had sent him over the edge. He was worried about what his boss would say when he got back. 
but that wasn't going to stop him from finding that blue-eyed girl. The next morning, Eric went to the local German bakery and ordered waffles and sausage. He was hard at work on a crossword puzzle when he heard a familiar voice across the restaurant. It was the blue-eyed girl from the bar. A busboy walked past him carrying a bin full of dirty dishes. Psst. Hey, come here. Yeah? Who's that lady, the one ordering right now? She comes in here sometimes for a coffee. She's pretty hot, huh? Yeah. But who is she? Apparently, she's like a secret FBI agent or something. How long has she been in town? Do you know? I don't know. Probably like a week. Why? Are you stalking her? Chai tea latte for Stella. She got her coffee and hurried out the door. He was determined more than ever to find out what blue-eyed Stella's deal was. Later that day, Eric decided to go grocery shopping. He figured if he was going to be staying a while longer, the gravy-drenched comfort food and $10 footlongs he was having every night wasn't a great idea. He was strolling through the aisles when he spotted blue-eyed Stella. Where's the mac and cheese? Hey, you. I see you everywhere. It's a small town. Yeah, and word gets round quick. Your name's Stella, right? And yours is Eric. Oh, yeah. Well, from what I heard, you're an agent. Who told you that? Are you following me? I'm flattered, but usually when someone keeps running into an undercover cop, it's not by coincidence. Am I, like, in danger or something? Hmm, <sighs> actually, you might be. There's something important I've got to tell you. Follow me. Huh? Wait, what sort of danger? Shh, keep your voice down. Tell me what's going on. This is going to sound strange, but just bear with me. First off, I'm an FBI agent. Yes, you are right. And I know you took a flight to Midland from Austin. It was a small flight on Lone Star Airlines. Yeah? So? Your flight took off with 81 people on board, but it landed with 82. The day you landed in Midland, two women were murdered. Their bodies were found dumped on the side of the road. What the? The highway you took to get here. You know, the long stretches of desert with all the oil rigs? Well, another body was found by some rig workers out there in the middle of nowhere. I don't... What does that have to do with me, though? Two days ago, a teenage girl's body was found on the outskirts of Monahans, right by the welcome sign. All the victims so far have been local women, and all of them were found with their necks snapped and a barbed wire wrapped tightly around their necks. No signs of sexual assault. Why are you telling me all of this? We've got a serial killer on our hands, and you're the only person we've been able to connect to him and his whereabouts. He was probably on your flight and could have followed you here to Monahans. What do you want from me? Do you need an alibi or something? Because I'm sure I could find the number of the taxi I took and my mom can... No, no, no. Just listen. Stay aware of your surroundings and I suggest you go stay with your mom because you never know who might be next. And hey, don't tell anyone. Got it?
The next morning, Eric went down to the German bakery to do some actual work. The same busboy from before was refilling the salt and pepper shakers. Hey, it's you again, mister. That lady hasn't come back here in a few days if you're still stalking her. Huh? No, I, I, I wasn't. Anyways, guess what? You are right about her being an agent and all. For real? I thought that was just some rumor. You know, how shit travels in Monahan's. Why is there an FBI agent here anyways? Promise me you won't tell anyone? Uh, sure. There's a serial killer on the loose near here. He's snatching up women and dumping their bodies on the side of the road. Crazy shit, huh? A serial killer? Shh. What did I just say? The agent asked for my help. You know, as a kid, I was always into investigation stuff like this. Cops solving crimes and locking up the bad guys. It's scary, but it's exciting as all hell. Nothing cool ever happens to me, like ever. A serial killer? Holy cow, am I gonna get murdered? Eric dismissed the traumatized busboy and sipped his coffee. He pulled the newspaper out from under his clipboard and decided to clear his mind with a crossword instead. Ten down, white wedding bird, dove, easy. Fourteen down, a European mountain range, Alps, no, Alpine. Hmm, sixteen down, life, blank, and the pursuit of happiness, liberty. Wait a minute, dove, Alpine, liberty? Eric quickly went through the rest of the puzzle. He realized all the vertical answers in his crossword were street names in and around Monahans. Things were getting strange. He gulped his coffee, stuffed his papers in his briefcase, and biked to his mom's. Hey mom, you got those crosswords you were telling me about? Yeah, they're in the recycling bin. See, I knew you want them. Good thing I saved them. He reached into the bin and grabbed papers from the top. They were crisp from water damage. He scanned through the vertical questions. Two down, heat from the sun that is harnessed using technology, solar energy. Six down, Texas is known as the blank star state. Lone. Eight down, not a sister but a blank brother. What the hell? Eric grabbed his crinkled newspapers and biked to the police station to find Stella. Hi, um... I need to speak to Agent Stella. What do we have here? You a loony or something? No, no. Look, I've been filling out those crossword puzzles and I'm realizing they may hold the key to catching the serial killer. Now, how the hell do you know about that? You've been going around telling people riling them up over this? I need to speak with Stella. I don't know her last name, but she's the agent from the FBI. I need to see her immediately. I don't know what kind of freak show that bureau is running, but I'll radio her in. Stella arrived a few minutes later. She had her jet black hair tied up in a ponytail. Eric was sweating profusely. He slammed the newspapers on the table and flipped through them, stammering to speak. Newspaper crosswords have street names. Huh? Slow down there. Deep breath. (sighs) I've been doing the crossword puzzles from the newspapers here. My mom saved me a bunch because I used to like to do them as a kid. Anyways, 
all the vertical answers happen to match up with the street names here in Monahans. Look. Let me see. Dove. Alpine. Liberty. You're kidding me. What? What is it? Well, Liberty Highway is what they call the highway you took from Midland to Monahans, right? That's where a body was found. And just this morning, another body was found dumped on the side of Alpine Road. Same M.O. Oh God, that's awful. How many bodies so far? Four. Look, I went back and I did a few other crosswords and somehow they all relate to me. Solar energy, I work for a green energy company that sent me here to scope it out for solar panels. Lone Star, the airline I took to Midland, and brother, bam, I'm staying at my brother's place. Let's not jump to conclusions here. This could all just be some crazy coincidence, but we need to play it safe. You're not staying alone, are you? Yeah, I am, but I guess I could go stay with my mom. I've got to tell her what's happening in Monahans for her own safety. That's not a great idea. The more people who know, the more people that are in danger. And from the looks of it, you probably know the killer. I do? There's too many coincidences here. You might know him, or he might be stalking you. Here's my card. Call me if you find anything else out. He could strike again at any minute. Eric biked over to his mom's house. He noticed only one car in the driveway. Mom, where's Tim? He had to go out of town for a bit. His mom's not doing too well, so he's visiting her. So, you're alone. I'm going to come stay here for a while, if that's all right. Well, I wasn't expecting company. I guess you could stay on the couch, hun. That's good. I figured I'd spend some time now with you while I'm here. Besides, Jeff's rental was so dusty, it drove my allergies nuts. Well, that's fine by me. You don't need an excuse to see your mama. Want me to whip you up something to eat? Yes, but not now. There's something important I've got to tell you. You're getting married? What? No. Something much more serious. You're gay? Mom, no. Listen, what I'm about to tell you is going to freak you out, but just hear me out. There is a serial killer on the loose in Monahans. A what? He's killed several women so far, and they think he'll strike again. The police think that he may have followed me here from Austin to Midland, then here. Followed you? Yes, but it hasn't hit the news because the police don't want to tip him off. I shouldn't even be telling you this. I need to be here to protect you in case he comes after you next. Oh my lord. Oh my god in heaven above, what have you gotten yourself into? You've got to, to be kidding me. Dear god, what is happening? Mom, stop. You're going to work yourself into a panic attack. We just need to calm down and stay put. <sighs> Dear God, dear God, dear God. Hey, hey, hey. Why don't we go through these old albums of baby pictures? That'll keep our minds off it. Eric took the dusty album books out from under the coffee table. He opened it across their laps and flipped through the plastic sheets. How old was I in this picture? Like, ten? Something like that. You were hell-bent on climbing that damn tree in Papa's yard. Where were we in this picture? Looks like the state fair in Dallas from all the lights. 
You rode the ponies, and that's when Jeff got bit by that billy goat. That's you, me, Jeff, and Dad. And who's that in the back? The one with the handlebar mustache. Oh, God knows. Maybe one of your dad's friends. But look here. He's in this picture, too. It's at Jeff's high school graduation. Same guy. And in this one, at an A&M football game with us. Let me take a look. She put her reading glasses on and lifted the pictures into the light. It was too strange of a coincidence that the same mustached man appeared in most of their childhood pictures. Most of them were blurry and faded, so they couldn't make out more than the mustache and aviators. Eric took a few of the pictures and kept them in his pocket to show Stella, just in case. Agent Wise here. Hi, Stella. I mean, Agent Wise. This is Eric. It's the crossword guy. Yes, I know. What's going on? I've got some pictures that might be helpful. I figured you want to see these. Sure. Meet me at 6 at the German bakery. And don't tell anyone you're coming. The bakery was empty when Eric got there a few minutes before 6. He ordered a chai tea latte for Stella and a black coffee for himself. He sat in the corner booth furthest away from the door. Hey, I ordered you a chai tea latte. What's with the getup? Oh, my cool sunglasses? Well, if you're going to play the part, you gotta look the part, right? This isn't a part, Eric. This is real life. Hey, man. Oh, no. Who is he? Just some kid. I haven't seen you in a few days. How's it going with the serial killer? Did y'all catch him yet? You told him? It sort of slipped out. Don't worry, FBI lady. I kept my mouth shut. I haven't told anybody. Except maybe my friend Brian. But Brian's an idiot, so nobody would believe him anyways. Oh, good. Just go. Okay, well, good luck catching the serial kid. Shh. Oh, sorry. Good luck catching the serial killer. Well, now that that's over with, what do you have for me? Look at these pictures. I took them from my mom's old photo albums. Yeah? What about them? Look at the background. What do you see the same in all of them? Really bad haircuts? No, well, yes, but that's beside the point. Look at the man with the handlebar mustache. I have no clue who he is or why he's in all our pictures. You sure he's not just some family friend? No, he's not. I'm positive. My mom doesn't recognize him either. Well, we don't have much of a description of our guy. We have one eyewitness who claims they saw a man speeding away from the site where we later found a body. They said he had a mustache aviator sunglasses, and a baseball cap. Wow, so you're saying the killer could be the man in the background of my photos? No, well, maybe, I don't know. Look, I appreciate what you're doing here, but we've got it taken care of. Just go home and keep you and your mom safe. But you have to admit that the crossword puzzles are cutting it close, don't you think? No way that's a coincidence. Yes, I admit they are very... strange. I did another one this afternoon and found the answers. Excavation, mischievous, surreptitious. Not going to lie, I had to look that last one up. Apparently it means hidden or unauthorized. And you think that could mean something? Maybe, you never know. 
I've got stacks of them at my mom's place and I can go through them and try to make sense of it all. I'm telling you, I think I may be onto something. <sighs> Do you carry a gun? Honey, I live in Austin. Nobody carries. You're not in Austin anymore. Eric was determined more than ever to make sense of the crosswords, not only to prove to Stella he wasn't just some whack job, but also to possibly save more lives. He made his old bedroom turned at home gym into a giant bulletin board. He pinned all the solved crosswords to the wall with childhood pictures they could possibly correspond to. For a good two days, he sat in the middle of the room, surrounded by photos from his childhood while staring at the puzzles, waiting for something to click. He missed two calls from his boss, and even that didn't faze him. Excavation juvenile. Surreptitious. Bear. But what do they mean? Eric laid back, letting his head thud against the floor. He rolled over on his side and saw a picture stuck underneath a yoga mat. It was a picture of him with his brother and their friend at the quarry. The place they used to throw rocks and junk down to see what could make the loudest echo. Excavation! That's it. Mom. Mom. Harry. Come quick. Yes, hun. What is it? The answer's from the puzzle. It's pointing me to the quarry. Remember Jeff and I used to go down there all the time as kids? Oh, honey. I think it's time you give this a rest. You haven't showered in two days. I think I recognize the mustache man from the quarry. Stella needs to hear this. Agent Weiss. Yes, Stella. I mean, uh, Agent Weiss, I have something I need to show you. Is it more childhood photos? No, well, kinda. I've been looking over the crosswords in my childhood pictures and I think I found a weird connection to the quarry. The quarry? The one out by Bear Lake? Yes, that one, Bear Lake. It makes sense. My brother and I used to go there as kids and throw all sorts of things down it. Other than proving you were a troublemaker, what does that have to do with the case? The man in all those photos, I think he was the owner or manager of that quarry. Do you remember his name? No, the only time I remember seeing him is when he chased us off his property, but I know for a fact he had that same exact mustache. So you have no name and identified a man who has a mustache. <sighs> Eric, I hope this doesn't come off too harsh, but this is enough. You're going to drive yourself crazy trying to find some sort of pattern in those silly puzzles. This isn't your job. Hell, I'm not even sure how you still have your real job. I thought telling you would help, maybe even get you to leave town with your mom for your own safety. But I was wrong. A few more agents came down to Monahan's. We're close to catching the guy. Please, just back off. Eric, embarrassed and dejected, went for a walk as the sun began to set. He walked down Main Street and smelled that distinct smell from Subway. He walked past the German bakery, hoping the same busboy wouldn't come out and bother him with more questions. He got to the old pokey and heard Carrie Underwood karaoke. He walked into the end of the bar, where he sat the night he met Stella. He thought about how much easier his life would be had he not met her. He could have lived in ignorant bliss, not knowing there was a serial killer on the tail. He'd probably still have his job, and his sanity. Eric took a seat next to a man sitting alone. He had on a black cowboy hat that shaded most of his face. He twirled a toothpick in his mouth and tapped his fingers along the blaring music. Can I get your boys something? Whiskey, please. 
What about you? Whiskey? Sure. Here you go. Ah, nice and strong and horrible. Hey man, what the hell? You spilled my drink. Oh shit, I'm sorry. Let me get you some napkins. I won't kill you. Not yet. What the hell happened last night? Mom. Mom. His head was booming and his mouth was drier than the Rio Grande. He checked his phone and found several missed calls from his mom and Stella. He ran through the house and found his stepdad, Tim. Where's my mom? She had her book club meeting this morning. I'm sure she's still at brunch with the girls. Need something? Uh, I'm not sure. Eric flushed his mouth with mouthwash, threw on a clean t-shirt, and biked to the police station. Oh no, it's you again. Got any more of them Sudokus? I need to report someone. Oh yeah. Yes, I have reason to believe I saw the serial killer last night at the old pokey. <laughs> the old pokey? I spent most nights there. I tell you what, if he had been there, I'd seen him. Please, just let me speak to Agent Weiss. Eric, is everything okay? I think I saw the guy last night. I was at the old pokey and I sat next to this man. He had a big cowboy hat on and didn't take it off. He had a big mustache and sucked on a toothpick. He just looked straight ahead the whole time. Never once made eye contact with me. What'd he do? Did he hurt you? All I remember hearing is, I won't kill you yet. And I thought maybe I had dreamt that up, but now I'm realizing it actually happened. If you're right, that means he can't be far. We need to search the town before he can get away. Call all units in now. If you think you can come in here and run my station like you're some hotshot, you got another thing coming, sweetheart. I said now. 1019. 1019, all units to report to the station. I repeat, 1019. Three cops arrived with their sirens blasting and their lights flaring. Stella explained what the suspect looked like and how they split up. You guys are going to go north on Main Street. I want you looking down alleys, side streets, abandoned houses, everything. And you guys are going south on Main. Same thing. We'll be canvassing near Main Street. Last spotted at the old pokey. I'm coming with you. No. It's too dangerous. You need to stay here at the station. My guys will look after you. I'm the only one who knows what he looks like. I'm coming with you. Fine. We don't have time for this, but you better stay in the cruiser. They arrived at the old pokey. All clear. All clear. Okay, no sign of him here. The quarry. Stella, he's at the quarry. They sped off towards the quarry, the location Eric's crosswords had indicated. It had all led up to this moment. Stay in the car. No, I have to see for myself. Eric, stay in the car. Mom! Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Mom, no, no, Mom, please stay with me. Mom! 1067, I repeat, 1067, we have a dead body at the quarry. I know who you are! I will find you! You will pay for this!